Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of wrestling. On Wednesdays. Let's get Hey, Wild Ones. Season one of Wild On was all about wrestling. Season two was about wrestling and women. And season three is about wrestling, women, and witchcraft. So go ahead, cleanse those crystals, burn some sage, light a candle, and get prepared for today's doubleheader. First up, Chrissy Vane. For years, Chrissy Vane and I battled in the ring, but now she's a spiritual advisor to many, myself included. Believe me, no one understands the unique psyche of a professional wrestler better than another professional wrestler. I was raised, you know, sort of pretty religious, but that never really resonated with me. And I would say that I had ghostly things happen and spirit things happen sort of most of my life, but no one could explain it to me until I was 26 years old and met with a medium, met with a medium who then was like, those are your spirit guides. It's important you learn how to work with, with your team. So I started studying that about 15 years ago, how to get in touch with my guides and my angels and how to connect and live um, my life in that way. And it changed my life and most everyone's around me in like the most amazing ways. And so now I joke that I'm like the little like boop on your head and then you're off to the races. I always say when you come to me, like you're ready. And I'm just the little boop on the head just to like get you on your merry little way in your merry little path. And um, I would say that's probably what happened yeah, with you. for sure. And and I think the interesting thing was we've been friends for a really, really long time. And you mm-hmm. had been well on your journey long before I had asked. So it wasn't like... It wasn't like this in vogue thing where you had, you know, started to really show yourself to the world. Um, you had already been on this journey and it, it was me who was kind of late to the party. And- All as it should be. You're never late. I mean, I wish I would have been turned on to this when I was 15, when I was 12. Like, I really wish that I would have, you know, it would have come up across my path before I was 26. But, you know, it is what it is and it happens as it should. However, once you get turned on to the path things change in ways that you can't explain. So I guess we could tell them about your first session. Sure, yeah. I I probably don't remember that much of it because I sort of go somewhere and then channel the information and then give the information and then it's gone from me. I don't normally remember what we talk about. I don't normally remember what comes through. I leave it up to you guys to tell me like later on (laughs) what's been happening. (laughs) Before I get to the sessions, I should probably say like you, I had like lots of spiritual incidents as a a, especially an early teen and uh, I've always been very interested in like astrology and fairies and the occult and counterculture and I always very much could vibe especially with like homes who had been there before who live there still 
but then I just, you know, as I got older, I shut that part of me down and I didn't have anywhere to put it. Right. I think it's interesting, though, that that comes to you in like your formative years, like your your early teens, 12, 13. You could have started your journey, but you. A hundred percent. But when you run downstairs and you tell your parents that you see ghosts or you hear ghosts or whatever it yep. may be and they go. There's no such thing. My mom actually never did that, but my dad would always be like, there's no oh. such thing. And I would be like, but what is that that I see or hear <laughs> or like whatever? And so then you get kind of made to believe that it's not real. Right. Well, then if you're told that it's not real, then the then the voices in your head, you could potentially think you're just insane. Yeah. That's not good. No, that isn't good. So because that's sort of like what happened to me, like, well, I must be crazy because these voices are coming to me in my head. And for years, they sort of had a hold on me and I didn't have a hold on mm. them. Now I would say it's the opposite. So anyways, our first session together, about how long ago was that? Probably about a year ago, I'd say. Oh my God, has it been that long? I think so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it had been so long. Yeah. And uh, Wow. And you've had huge shifts. Huge. Humongous. Huge. That first session, I can't even remember what I, I don't think I gave you any background. I think I was just like, I really need to speak with you. Mm-hmm. I know this is m- the time. I, I Like, I don't know what I need. Exactly, but I know I need to speak with you. And I think, like, you basically, it was, you were able to basically talk to me that evening, I think. I think I texted you. Yeah, I'm really good at, like, um, giving people small little doses and homework, too. So we probably started out really easy, gave you some homework, um, gave you some things to focus on. And, and and then once you do that, once you see somebody like a spiritual teacher or a psychic or a medium or whatever, you sort of open up Pandora's box. Right. Because your spirit team and your spirit guides who try to talk to you all the time and are like, please pay attention to us. <laughs> they're like, oh, yay, she is, she has come to the other side. She's now wanting to listen to us, to talk to us. Um, you know, and I don't even remember what we talked about homework wise, but I remember like you getting the shifts started to come through quickly yeah. after that. Very. And I think that first, it was either the first session or the second session, you kept pulling these cards that you had never pulled before which oh, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a huge transition and um it, it did it. it really it happened fast but the best part was you asked me probably a year prior to our appointment if I wanted to wrestle you and I was like no way no wrestling for me like I'm done and here we are two years later and I'm back on impact wrestling <laughs> Well, so that's actually a funny story. So I actually have to be really careful when I do things like that because what was happening was your spirit guides were coming to me. No, you had not scheduled a session with me at this point. No. They were just – and we didn't talk that often, so it's not nope. like I like you were like – a constant like person in my life that I saw all the time or spoke to all the time, but your spirit got, so what happens to me is I'll be laying in bed in bed at night trying to go to sleep. And then people's Mm -hmm. guides will jump in and start telling me very, very important things that I have to get the message to the person. But sometimes if you're not scheduled as with an appointment with me, I have to try to find like an eloquent way to like tell you. So your spirit guides were like, Oh my God, Chantel is not on her path. We need your help. You got to tell her. 
Like, she's not on the path. She's, they weren't saying, like, you're a hot mess, but they were saying, like, we need for her to, like, get on the path. Because, like, if you start to go on, like, a path that's not your own or try to fight an uphill battle, it becomes very wobbly. So right. they're basically showing me the wobble. And they're like, we need for you to, like, help her to, like, get on the path. So I was like, shit. So, like, I had a couple of shows coming up that I needed opponents for. So I reached out to the promoter and I was like, hey, do you think that we could bring Chantel in for one of these shows? And he was like, oh my God, that would be amazing. I was like, okay. I was like, and of course I didn't tell him, like her spirit guides are coming to me, like letting me, <laughs> letting me know, you know, that she needs to get on the path. And yeah. so I gently reached out to you like, hey, would you like to wrestle me sometime? Like, da 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 Like, it's a, it's a tough place for, for me to sometimes be in because I'm not asking for these messages to come through. I'm not... Uh, you know, they just know I can hear them. So they're like, we need for you to tell her. So I did what I could within my parameters without overstepping boundaries. That's a really important thing when you do psychic and spiritual work to not overstep your boundaries and just be like, hey, by the way, your spirit yeah. guys, like it has to be gentle and like not pushy and um, and I had to do it in a way. So you weren't ready at that point. So you said, no, I've had concussions. I've had whatever. Like, right. I'm a mom now. Like, I don't want to be involved in that. And I was like, okay, that's all that I can do. Like, but yeah. they're still, they were still yelling at me. Like, well, okay, like that's, <laughs> that ain't it. But okay, she ain't ready right now. Yeah. And then we leave it alone. Like, it's important if you get messages like that to not push on to people because people have to come up with their own ideas well now hindsight 2020 where i'm at it's it's incredible really because my journey like you you know you did your little boop you said something about wrestling and i was like boop on the head absolutely right? not there's no way yeah. in hell and then you know some, something changed something it was like well, maybe wrestling would be fun. Nah. But like I was living so inauthentically at that point in my life. I was filling this role and I thought I had to act a certain way, represent myself in a certain way. Like I've lived a lot of lives. Like I've been a wrestler and then I became a firefighter and then I became a mom. And becoming a mom in the relationship I was in was probably the most disingenuous thing I've ever done. Not the becoming a mom part. Taylor right. is my greatest accomplishment. He is my best friend. I le learn so much from him and I love him dearly. Like he is literally my world. However, my relationship uh, had all these restrictions on me and I, I won't go into great detail one day when all the things are settled. To some extent, I was brainwashed by my situation. So, you know, once you had planted the seed, booped me, I guess this other part of my mind had started going. And, you know, I started thinking, oh, it'll be fun to train again. And maybe maybe I will give it a go. Who knows? I realized, oh, I still have all this energy and I still have all this creative juices that I want to put out in the world. And most of all, I was having fun with wrestling again, which I I hadn't had not only in retirement, but the last few years of my career were not fun, which is why I left right. when I did. Of course. Yeah, of course. But through reintegrating through wrestling got me out of a really unhealthy marriage. I have become the most authentic version of myself with tons and tons of work to still do. <laughs> like, you know, the, the, the shadow work seems endless, but... 
I've been able to step away from thinking of like uh, what a psychotherapist would have taught me. And now I'm doing all this other work that speaks to me and makes me feel alive and that I'm proud of. And, um, you know, I, I think 10, 15 years ago, you couldn't talk about doing this kind of spiritual work because people looked at you like a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And there probably still are people mm-hmm, who of course. will look at us that way. But I'm so happy. And you know what? Even hypothetically even if like crystals and incense and burning candles didn't do shit for you and it was just a the placebo then like live your best life yeah so be it yeah but there is so there's so many layers and i can't believe the like you know once you start this spiritual journey you're you're not intimidated but you are a little bit you're like holy shit there's this whole new world (laughs) well yeah and synchronicity um sort of starts to like step in like where like they're like okay she's paying attention so now we're gonna like put this in front of you and then really it's just sort of up to you to like take the action step and then they'll give you that little bit and then they'll say okay well now we're gonna like sway you in this direction then you take and it's really important that you don't fight um you know uphill battles like when you get on this journey like people ask me now and they're you know they'll if they're not already asking you they're probably gonna start to ask you like oh well, what are your plans yeah I don't have any I don't have plans anymore because like when I used 25 years old and used to try to plan my life like I couldn't sleep at night I was addicted to Xanax and antidepressants and I wasn't clear and now I just am like whatever wherever spirit takes me I do not have any type of uh, attachments to what's gonna happen you know I was modeling full-time prior to having Elijah and loved it I was on HS and television but guess what that fell away after I had him then wrestling sort of came back in I got this call to go back towards wrestling and sort of finish that and we've been doing that as like a family then the spiritual stuff so like it's really important like the spiritual life really teaches you detachment to outcomes Right. And that's probably the most important lesson for people like that are newly getting on this path is to um, not attach to what your version of what you think is going to be the best idea or the best way for things to work out. But what does God's spirit universe have planned? Because that is far better than what we could ever plan out ourselves and you will get shocked in ways that you're like wait what I had it I'll just be at the grocery store and this happened and I ran into this person and now you know I'm Chantel and I have a uh my podcast is now on like a major network or like whatever it may be you know what I mean I remember you saying something too in one of our sessions where I had lots of different versions of myself that I kept going at all times instead of integrating them all yes the integration is very important I think that's like where this insane feeling of like peace like don't get me wrong there's tons of things in life that stress me out because we're human of course I feel not as exhausted as I used to and it's because the firefighter the wrestler the mom the podcaster we're all the same person now and I think mine had a lot to do with my relationship as well my biggest downfall is having a codependent personality Mm -hmm. my biggest struggle is loving myself 
And that doesn't mean I'm not confident. That doesn't mean I don't think I'm intelligent and attractive and creative. But at the root of who I am, like in my heart and that inner child, I don't feel like I love myself, but I'm working on it. And just being able to say that sentence, I don't love myself, used to bring myself to tears. Like I would just be a heap on the floor because I think that's probably the saddest. If I heard someone say that to me, I would think it literally the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. But I don't feel bad for myself. Well, no, and we're all, you know, we're all learning to love ourselves in, in a way that works for us because, uh, you know, what love is to one person is not love to another person. And, you know, maybe loving yourself is doing your, um, you know, your witchy things and your crystals and your, you know, maybe, maybe it's actually like eating meat when another person may say okay well I love myself by not eating meat and maybe being a fruitarian or like something like that so it's really important to like figure out like what that means to you and it's really just a version of self-care right Um, when we learn to care for ourselves is when the universe then starts to come in and care for us as well but if we're like you know and this is I see this at work all the time everybody's just running a hundred million miles a minute and it's the busy thing it's like oh I'm so busy oh I'm so busy oh I'm so busy you will never hear me say that anymore I'll say like I'm pleasantly like entertained and pleasantly busy but I don't want to be too busy yeah that is a trauma response yes if you are too busy you cannot sit and look at yourself in the mirror when you can sit with yourself for in for hours in silence yeah that's when you know you're there and when you're not having to book your schedule so busy that you can't be with yourself right and that is something i'm still working on because like you back in the day we're very good at being busy over schedulers over scheduling is a trauma response yeah, and we're very good at working very hard but not necessarily getting to our goals a hundred percent it's like a hamster on a wheel yeah it's like worrying (laughs) when you learn to like quote unquote work efficiently you manifest much more abundance uh much more easily like you don't have to work as hard i'm like people are like do you work like do you work hard i'm like i work like three days a week (laughs) and then we go wrestle sometimes too which i'm like i don't even really consider that wrestling or a job because it's like fun and we get paid and we get free trips and I'm like, I work like three days a week and it's yeah. like 11 to six. It's not even like a real day. Like, awesome. like, but I, I managed to somehow pull in more abundance yep. in that small amount of time than like when I was on the hamster on the wheel at the HSN circus or the WWE circus yeah. for like however many years I did that. So now I've really learned that less is more and more concentrated and more conscious work matters over busy i have been more productive in this past oh god even like three months uh and and happily and all these opportunities keep coming up and um i used to stress and scrutinize so much about finances like every time i would open my online me banking to me too you know you just you're always like you know you could feel your heart it's starting never towards, enough it's never enough and now i feel like you know, it's really true. You know, when you, it's not that you don't scrutinize about it and you're not concerned about it because you are, everyone needs money. But I feel like I'm attracting abundance 
and I'm buying what I need and I'm never worrying about the bot like it, it's not that I spend frivolously of course not. No, no, no. but I feel it's like the more I spend the more that comes back to me in a way mm-hmm. well money is also energy so if you try to like hold on hold on hold on then it's you know you're not really going to attract right you should hold on but you should also give you know yep. sort of willingly and freely and if, even if you're not giving financially because I understand not everybody can give financially yeah. give of your energy yes yeah Something's wrong when you regret things that haven't happened yet. It's a glorious day when morning comes without that feeling of a So I feel like a child again. That that's how I feel. Really? I feel like I had so much more responsibility like when I was like 24 than like what I have now, even though I have more yeah, responsibility now. But I'm like, we have fun with yeah. it. Uh, like have fun with it make it easy yeah. like if it ain't fun and it ain't easy i don't want yeah. any part of it no offense, no and, and don't get me wrong my like, schedule is technically busy but i'm doing everything i love every every day i'm pretty much doing things i love like i love my job as a firefighter and some days i'm like yeah i don't want to be here but at the same time mm-hmm. you know you I'm sure you have days at work and it doesn't happen often and it's usually because Mm -hmm. I'm neglecting a part of my self-care and then my body is just alerting me okay you're not happy absolutely not because you don't enjoy your job but you're neglecting something and it's it's this whole it's the letting go and actually listening to my body again like your body tells you absolutely everything you need to know 100 percent I wouldn't have gotten out of my marriage if I didn't let go because it's not that I couldn't let go of the person it was me I felt shame I felt embarrassed I felt I chose this I have to fix this I thought if I changed myself xyz a hundred different ways and I could fix it I could help him I could fix the family and you know what you can't (laughs) I've seen a lot during COVID um, the past two years, like, you know, it was like a big shitter get off the pot. It's continuing to be so. And I think that that's a large part of the purpose of COVID is like, it's a shitter get off the pot thing with a lot of different things, jobs, relationships, family situations. Yeah. And history will always remember this of like, oh my God, this is when I got brave enough and did this thing or this is like I started actually in court I did not think I was going to go back into like an aesthetics job because I was like no I'm going to be a spiritual person a reader a healer a, a you know a medium a psychic whatever um and then I left it up to my spirit guides when it came for me to time for me to go back to work I did take some time off I meditated and took some time off for like seven or eight months and then I said I will go wherever you take me to right so what happens two days later my friend called me from another medical spa and said, hey, we have an opening. I'd love to have you come in and be an esthetician. And I was like, oh, I was like, what? Wait, I wasn't. No, I am going to be a spiritual person. I've been meditating for seven months. (laughs) But then I thought about it and I thought, well, what if I bring that part of me now into the workplace? So what if I'm doing readings while I'm at work? Not just skin, but readings and facials and energy healing and crystal healing in facials and working in that way and then my my friend was like yeah girl you can do whatever you want and I was like (laughs) and it's been like lovely and wonderful so that detachment and not sort of like 
attaching to how things are going to be and this is what it's going to look like and you're going to be in the spiritual store like that's really important as well which you're learning right now <laughs> <laughs> well I think it's so amazing because you are 100% a leader an intuitive a teacher a healer but you are also still Chrissy Vane. Oh, a hundred percent. So this combination, it's just like, it seems so obvious, but like this job didn't exist. Yeah. People are like, oh, you should, there, there needs to be a separate Instagram account for Chrissy Vane versus Chrissy, the, the person that does healing and, you know, healing and her facials and her lasers and all that, or maybe a different one for Chrissy Vane, the mother. No, 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 no. We're all integrating right now. She's so want to hear more on Chrissy Vane's take on the universe, tune in next week for our full unedited conversation on Wild On's YouTube channel. And next up, Sabrina M. Scott, a non-wrestler, a fellow Toronto sister witch. Imagine growing up in a household where witchcraft and spirituality was just the norm. Well, Sabrina, she's lived it. And now, She's turned witchcraft into her career, helping other women find their most aligned paths. This is so cool. Well, it's it's weird because like I I have kind of like these two worlds now. Like I've been three worlds, I guess. I was a professional wrestler in my early twenties, and then I retired for ten years, became a firefighter, became a mom. And badass, by the way, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I, I love that. Thank you. But um, I was always into like witchcraft and the occult and you know heavy metal music in my preteens and then uh, in my early twenties. And then I, I married someone who I don't know just kind of sucked my soul out a little bit, and um, I filled like this really normal role for lack of better terms so I really suppressed my real self my authentic self and now I'm like like obviously I'm going through a divorce um but I'm actually it was not obvious <laughs> <laughs> but I would take that information and yeah. give a big hug <laughs> yeah, thank you. it's so it's it's so messy it's so stressful but I also am the happiest I've been I think my entire life like it's it's been this crazy crazy amazing journey so in that case congratulations thank you thank you (laughs) not enough people have like divorce parties or breakup parties do you know what I mean and like that's such a powerful speed of ritual very powerful ritual powerful magic to do honestly like the most helpful ritual that I find at this point in my life is like burning rituals. Love it. Writing everything down and then burning it. Yeah. Lots of bay leaf stuff. Totally. (laughs) I love that. What's your sign actually? I'm I'm Aquarius. Okay. So air sign that kind of, that kind of tracks the burning ritual. Yeah. Because that power is kind of like floating away in the smoke. So Mm. that tracks. Interesting. 
No, I love this too, and I'm a fire sign, so. Okay, so we same. <laughs> so, tell so me spirituality what? has been something that's been in your life since you were very young. Oh my god, yeah, forever, <laughs> forever, yeah. So I had the benefit of growing up around this funny thing called modern American spiritualism. Okay. And so if you're thinking of like seances and stuff like that, like you're spot on. (laughs) That's exactly what it was. So I got to grow up with talking to dead people, other people talking to dead people, just a normal activity on a Sunday, like no big deal. Like this is what your family grew up practicing and believing? Yeah, yeah. So I don't have actually very many good memories of my family whatsoever. So I don't want folks to like get it twisted. But that is like one thing that I'm thankful for is like my mom was in the church and brought me to stuff and it was totally cool (laughs) so that's like one good thing that I'm like okay I'm thankful for that and like being exposed to that stuff at such a young age so it got so normalized yeah like some folks that I talk to in the work that I do it seems like sometimes folks have a bit of a wall up yeah it's like they really want to go there. They really want to go into the spiritual, but it's like they they they've built that wall up over so many years. Yeah, that they're a little bit blocked to get there. Yeah. A lot of people want to dive into the spiritual. Yeah, often and maybe have never had experiences with it throughout their life, and so then my job ends up sometimes being kind of like poking through that yeah. wall that they've spent their whole life building. And it can be done, 100% it can be done, but I'm I'm thankful that I never had that wall to like smash. That's, yeah, no, that's great. Well, it sounds like it was innate for you and then it was nurtured. Totally. Yeah, like it was nice to be in an environment where you weren't like a psycho. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which was cool. Like, and it was really interesting to see folks doing their whole trans possession thing and there's this other thing called physical mediumship okay that's where the mediums are engaging with objects in order to have fun to chat with the spirits and so the biggest example of this would be table tipping so I got to go see that stuff when I was younger so how it works is you've got a bunch of mediums chilling around the table putting their hands around the table it's usually a bunch of old ladies to be honest they (laughs) sing songs and then the table starts to literally like dance around and move wow and it's like pretty badass like I remember going when I was a kid and I was like poking my head underneath I was like how is this happening yeah and I was like oh literally no one is touching the table like no one is like rocking it with their legs like I was like is anyone fucking around like no it was literally just this like super super heavy wooden table that was like dancing around and like that's super common in spiritualism I would say it's like not everywhere but you can still find folks who who do that, who practice that way. Wow. And it's definitely more of an old school style of mediumship. But uh, so I got to grow up around seeing that type of stuff. And so when that becomes like just a normal thing, yeah, it kind of takes a bit of a different shape. Yeah. Yeah. It, it becomes less of a like, hmm, that seems crazy or fantastical and more of, yep, this is just everyday life. And here's how I can engage with that. Here's how I can work with energy to either protect myself or achieve some kind of goal, whether that is, I don't know, like getting a job or healing somebody. Yeah. So I'm always a bit SOL when people are like, what energy books would you recommend? I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. Like I learned that stuff in person. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's so, and now did you grow up in the city? 
I grew up in the States. Where? Colorado. Okay, this makes more sense though, because I was like, I've I've never heard of like th- this spiritual background, religion, for lack of a better term. So Colorado, okay. It's so interesting too, because I've been to a few of the spiritualist churches here just to like see if it was the same. Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> doesn't sound the same. It doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard of. So like the form of spiritualism I grew up in is the line of like the og spiritualism i guess you could say yeah it started off in like 1850s like upstate new york type of vibe and so that kind of amalgamated into what's called the nsac the national spiritual association of churches so i got to chill with that but here in canada the spiritualism is a little bit different and it's a little bit more christian i find oh which is really interesting yeah states versions it is mostly I would say a bit more non-denominational. Okay. They just call it spirit. Okay. Like the universe. They kind of more use that type of terminology. Whereas right. I end up here, they tend to use more God type of wording, which is fascinating. I'm I'm so intrigued by it. Yeah. I don't resonate quite as much huh. with the spiritualism that I've found up here in Canada. So it is really interesting. So how the hell did you end up here? Yeah. So I'm actually originally Canadian. Oh. So yeah. So I came back up to be uh thank you (laughs) yes i'm originally canadian so i came back up here for university because it is way cheaper also i can work legally (laughs) also healthcare. (laughs) oh my god yeah my cat apparently agrees but growing up in the states it was always a thing where it was like don't get sick you're gonna die like not you're gonna die but like you know what i mean like this very much like don't get sick like I get it. Well, the the professional wrestling companies I've worked for, they're all American. And so I've lived over there for years. And especially in that job, like... Totally. Whereabouts were you in the States? So I lived in McDonough, Georgia, which is literally a one light town, just about 30 minutes south of Atlanta. Then it was Tampa. And then I, I've been to like every single state, uh, at least a handful of times, because you, you're like a traveling circus. 100%. I love it. I love the states, to be honest with you. I love a lot of things about it. I love a lot of things about it, too. But I think like the people are so Different. genuine, which yeah. I really love. Yeah. yeah. I'm always thankful when I come home I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's just a healthcare thing this has always been home but I don't know I I do enjoy the travel totally I hear you I hear you so I just want to let you know this is the weird connection so I had a girlfriend that like in terms of like where I'm at in my spiritual journey a girlfriend and I were both employed by WWE She had horrible anxiety forever. And then she realized like her anxiety was actually based on the fact that she was really fucking psychic and it was just overwhelming. And then she kind of she talks about it as it. she's from North Carolina. It just so happened that this like spiritual community like booped her on the head and released her into the world. And again, this is something that like I've always had really strong connections to like energy and like when I was a kid I could tell you instantly if a house was haunted or not and then look into the books and ta-da there was like a murder or whatever and it wasn't always negative energy but she got in touch with me when I was in my retirement about four years ago and she works a lot with angels and apparently they were in her ear like Chantel's gonna get back into wrestling you need to encourage her she's out of alignment 
she asked me to come back and I was like, no fucking way. I'm not ready. Oh my God. Nope. And she's very like, she's not like, hey, I'm psychic. And my angels were like, yo, what's up? Come back to wrestling. She was like, okay, no worries. And then I came back to her a year later with this like overwhelming sense that, I don't know, I was just like, I need to talk to you. Like I feel, I, I, could, I can't even describe, but it was that moment that she like booped me on the head and all of a sudden I was back on this spiritual journey and literally six months later I was hired by another major wrestling company. So it was- Love it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so much bigger than you. It's real shit for sure. And like, I love that. And it's so interesting that you mentioned that she was super open because I find a lot of folks are either too open or too closed. It's like yeah. not usually that middle kind of balance. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because we had such a long history of friendship that it was easier for her to kind of like dance around it. Totally. But then she also knew I was open to it. I was just out of alignment. Like that is really who I am. But like even even now, I I feel like I have to be really careful. Like what I put out there. And careful? I, how? Why? So here's, honestly, <laughs> here's my biggest fear. So I'm going through this divorce. It's really messy. My ex, he's looking to use anything against me, truthful or not to tarnish me as a person because he's deflecting all of his shortcomings. So I feel so empowered by my spiritual journey and I feel like it's something he could potentially use against me. So I'm I'm really worried. Like my mom said something to me. She was like, you know, I see you posting all your love of like crystals and tarot and witchcraft. And she's like, I'm just, I'm worried that it's going to be perceived like you're off your rocker. And I'm like, oh, that's such an antiquated thing. And it's so far from how I feel about it and what I believe. And I get actually so much positivity back from the wrestling world about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so many female wrestlers are aligned with this as well, which is the other crazy part. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> it's so weird. It's awesome. Uh, it's like the more I talk about it, the more everyone else is like, we do. <laughs> You know what? It's so interesting. I find that's actually true in a lot of like spheres. Okay. It's so fascinating. Or it's like the first, the first person to kind of be bold and be like, kind of into this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I feel like my experience has almost always been that people are just like shyly being like, also me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whether that's in like academia and like nerd land in that regard, it's, I've had it happen there. But also like just so many other different like communities and areas of life. I find a lot of the time folks are kind of afraid to yeah. talk about spirituality. And, and be like, oh yeah, I do take this seriously, by the way. <laughs> it's not just like a fun crystals are pretty type of thing. It's like, I actually do care about this. Yeah. And I feel like the more people are boldly claiming that, like the easier it is for more people to be like out and proud, so to speak, like not in an obnoxious way, yeah. but just in a way where like not to be cheesy but we can banish the stigma or like whatever totally. yeah, I, I, completely like coven strong <laughs> totally totally because totally. I think it's so interesting too and I think unfortunately sometimes the spiritual community contributes to this in like a really negative way yeah where there's like 
we only look like one thing we like we only wear the black and the stripy socks and the witchy hat and we all like stare at people like there are some people who are for whatever reason bless their heart but very interested in like propagating that stereotype yeah I'm not too sure what that's about um but I don't think that that does anyone any favors like I've seen even a lot of like new practitioners or people who are curious and passionate but also kind of worried like do I fit in here do I belong here like I wear pink adidas like is this for me do you know what I mean yeah yeah it's crazy because it's so not about that it's weird it's weird and it's I don't know so I think the more people who look different ways come from different walks of life that can be vocal about oh I believe this thing I'm take it seriously yeah. I think it's kind of better for everyone because then more people will see, oh, I, I do belong here or I could find a home in this space. Yes. Which I think is really fucking needed. I think that's really cool. Thanks. And for you. Thank you. I just, I, I, I don't even know how I found you, but I found you on Instagram and I was like, oh, a, a girl from Toronto. Oh, ooh, she, she likes all the stuff I like, but you are so far on your journey so oh, I was God. no we should like grab drinks when <laughs> I was just gonna say I was like do you want to like do you want to like meet up <laughs> no, no we should because yeah. honestly I don't know that many folks in the city who practice oh. um and like a lot of the witch community in the city like please cut this part out <laughs> this is just like Toronto oh. gossip um but a lot of folks in the city are like weird yeah, it's like this. I'm sure you probably have noticed that as well. Oh yeah, but it's like there is kind of like a weird cult of personality in some yeah. pockets yeah. of the city, which I think it makes real connection kind of hard in those circumstances. Like, a, there's like a lot of women who are really eager to be like grand level five high priestess <laughs> with everyone kissing their ass, and like that is like not what it's about for no. me whatsoever. But I think that it's really common, and then those folks take advantage of like young new people who are like what do I do and it just becomes this whole weird thing well that's why I was so attracted to you because I feel like the women that I have met that practice that represent that world in the city they're not welcoming they're actually really judgy totally and most of the time I'm pretty like like I, I like wear band t-shirts and like my motorcycle shorts and my vans like I don't look like I probably fit the role I kind of look like a little bit of a tomboy I'm just like it's not about the way you look like I should feel like I can walk into a spiritual shop and just totally be there and, but like you probably agree with this I feel like I've really grown out of the mentality in Toronto I'm actually living in the burbs now and I'm so much happier <laughs> Oh, no way. I feel like all the people in the city are people that are not from the city. And all the people that are right on the outskirts are actually Toronto people that are like, I'm so over it. And they're so chill. It's so interesting. Yeah, I think that's why I moved to like the deep east end. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much like in the beaches. I'm like almost in Scarborough. Like it's so east. But you're closer to nature out there. Totally, which is super cool. Like, there's so many raccoons. Oh, wow. <laughs> there's so many. I love them. There's foxes, there's coyotes. Beautiful. So many cool birds. Like, it is, and I've always noticed like the nature bits in the downtown 100%. Like, I love the downtown energy, yeah. but it definitely is interesting to connect with that different spirit of place being like a little bit further out. Off the grid, yeah. Feels a little different but it's kind of fun yeah 
Like that's part of the awesomeness that like magic is and can be is it really is just like merged with so many different areas of life and like even if you're going to think about like what is wrestling like there's something very ritualistic about it something very magical about it there's like the beginning there's like the direction of energy there's the come down there's like oh girl yeah i know nothing about wrestling but like just kind of like extrapolating off of what little i do know like there is like to me, it's all related. It's all related. Completely agree. What what um, area of science is it? General science or philosophy of science? So oh. it's like how is scientific knowledge produced? Um, who gets to do that? Why and how and when? And I'm also doing like some trauma stuff, some like history of medicine stuff, some like popular science, like DIY health stuff. Oh my god, I love with, like it. this whole weird cluster of, of things but that's also happening like in my background oh god i want to hear all about that i think that's genius i'm totally happy to get into it as well cool ordinarily pretty deep beauty lingers out of reach well, that was a really amazing experience for me, and I hope all the wild ones enjoyed it too. I know it feels a little bit weird. I'm bringing in people that are not wrestling related, but somehow in the bigger picture, I really feel like this all works. And this spiritual journey has been life-changing for me, and I want to bring you on this journey with me. So what better way than listening weekly to Wild On? Which brings me to people I love the most. My badass punk rock girl band, The Wild On Team. Without them, this podcast would not exist. My right-hand girl, badass queen, Rochelle Duras. My queen of all things in between, Madison Golshani. <laughs> Follow me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at RealTaylorWild. You should also definitely watch our YouTube channel and don't forget to subscribe at Wild On. I'm on TikTok too. You gotta find me. Be sure to tune in next week where I talk to my sister witch and wrestler who's such a badass, she's been banned on social media. But not here. Regina Rosendahl. Until then, keep calm and wild on. Let's get by!